0: Twelve hands in a row, Duke. you son of a bitch, nobody's that lucky. Now here's your
1: host, the Big Silly, Chad Dukes, Charlie O'Pill, Alpha. Alpha, Delta,
2: yeah, Dukes, dig it! There but for the grace of God, it was me. Where the nickel-sized hell, and I'm the damage there
1: wins. Road over New York, never let us
2: back in. We blew out
1: the lights, kicked the windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're going to have to take us in. That's get out my music. Oh, man, what a week. What a time to be alive. There's a pep in the step. There's a chill in the air. Praise jebus we've made it through the long ungodly summer and we are finally here at the cusp that's right the cusp the stanley cusp of the greatest season of the year the time in which the corridor in which i wait for each and every season you got football you got halloween you got thanksgiving you have wood smoke You got pumpkin pie, you got apple fritters, you got big piles of leaves, you're not sweating through your balls and asshole. Oh, God. Last night, we had a fire pit, and dare I say it, I needed a sweatshirt was so chilly oh, i'm very excited yes mator here's where we differ i was wearing a sweatshirt because it was 58 degrees out i was wearing a sweatshirt because it was 98 degrees out and i have body dysmorphia <laughs> welcome to the chat the chat duke show good looking friday as we are recording this as the crow flies i'm your hostess host host doesn't be weird i do like hostess uh, host with the most big shoot screaming into the internet like everybody does, just with less people listening than most of the big dogs. But the ones we have, we're proud to have. And thank you so much for taking some of your busy morning, noon, or night out to uh, see what we're up to. I'm joined, of course, as always, by the great Falls Sasquatch, the hooting colossus. Big smoke is what they call him. Um, what do we say that yours The, the pompadour primate, we said yesterday, is what was going on with you. The Oily Cryptid, I think that's another one that we were discussed. Uh, the Mahi Mahi Mangler. The Cold Soldier is in the
2: building as well. Big Smoke, as the kids call him. What's up, Big Smoke? I'm very conflicted on this Friday. Why is that? I'm very excited for tonight and today's uh, show. Oh, yes. Uh, but I'm also very terrified of tonight.
1: Well, I just revealed some information to you that I, you were too happy to hear about, but you took it like a trooper. And uh, what I think we should bring up is the fact that tonight is the sword show uh, on our facebook page and you say well dukes what's the sword show well here's what i'm going to suggest you're doing if you are listening to this if you're looking down at your watch you're saying it's still friday i'm listening to this and it's still friday the third of september um make sure you put up a little reminder to head on over to the twist and shout and then after that find a two-step partner uh, partner on a cage and beat and then after that head on over to facebook.com slash chad dukes show at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because that's when Tor and I are going to be over there doing the sword show, which is... Well, I just don't think it needs a lot of description, Tor. There's a lot of stuff we do that's inside. There's a lot of stuff we do. It's bits that I don't know if anyone's going to get, but literally, it's just a show about swords, where we're hitting each other with things and stabbing things and slashing and cutting. This is going to be the most ambitious sword show that we've ever done, because A... One of the things we're going to be doing with the swords is slicing off pieces of the hottest gummies on Earth. My producer here in Young Thrall, uh, Gigantor, claims to be a gummy guru, a gummy expert. So uh, as I own a shop, Commonwealth Dry Goods, with my wife, she orders lots of candies. We were able to find two exceptionally hot candies. So what it sounds like, Tor, might be happening is you might be burning on the inside and the outside because we're also going to have our very first kendo stick battle. Tonight on the Facebook stream, which I'm really looking forward to. I, what did you think Kendo sticks were? We were talking about incorporating those into the context of the sword show because you seemed quite surprised when I told you we'd be whacking each other with them. You
2: see, I'm still not in. in I'm still not fully sure what they are. Like I have a, an imagination of them. I, I f- feel like it's a. Um, without seeing any it's like a almost like a wooden sword but there's i think there's a little space between where they make yeah the space between
1: our wicked lies there's there's some uh bam made of bamboo i yeah. believe and yes there's uh there so it's not a rigid piece of bamboo or wood it has some give to it it makes a slapping sound of course the most famous Kendo stick user, probably the Sandman in VCW fame, but lots of different uh, wrestlers have always implemented these bad boys. We use them, of course, in the mainstream mafia. If you don't know what that is, well, neither does anyone else. Um, and uh, they're basically used in real life to practice sword play, you know, so you're not killing each other if you're actually using swords. Um, so I believe Ant-Man uh-uh, ordered a couple of these things, and he's going to drag them in here because one of the biggest hits we had um, on the last sword show tour was was the inflatable sword fight, which, of course, if people want to see an example of that, I think there's three different clips over on our YouTube page. So go to a Chad Duke Show on YouTube. Thank you to E-Rock, who's – God bless him. He's having some troubles. <laughs> what his situation looks like up in joy right now. He just keeps on pulling out more just valuable artifacts. It's is bad. Uh, well, he's a hoarder, so, like right. – Also, he has a, ba- a basement situation that he shouldn't trust. He's like me. Like, I just don't ever trust that my basement is not going to flood – uh, but his basement flooded because he was up in New York and all that fucking crazy weather went in through uh, went through there. And uh, I guess he got into some sort of Black Friday scenario out at Home Depot's where everyone's trying to buy, like, industrial fans and pumps and shit to get that water out of the basement. And he had to go in there and go fucking, like, kumite on some people that were like, I guess they are trying to steal the shit out of his shopping cart is what he said to me. <laughs> that fucking crazy? <laughs> Nuts, oh, that's, that's not great. Well, he lives in New Jersey. I mean, I feel bad for him. He's a great guy, but you reap what you, you sow. Yeah. Um, He's not going to like to hear that. Bunch of things going on on the show today. Uh, There's uh, something that there's a bit of news in the um, collectible industry I wanted to touch on. But first, we should probably set up the uh, program today. Hell of a week here on the show. I have to say, a majority of it was. devoted to three separate topics, Tour uh, we did uh, The shows all went long this week, so if you want to subscribe to The Chad Duke Show on chaddukeshow.com for the weekly shows, uh, this is a good week to do it. I think everything touched 90 minutes um, the whole week, and of course, uh, we're doing The Sword Show tonight, so your bonus episode. Um, the Cam Newton thing was a big deal. Uh, we had Ben Volin on the show, who's one of my, my favorite. He writes for the Boston Globe, one of my favorite football guests of all time. He's a good talker, and uh, so you'll get to hear about that. That was a huge story this week, and it looks like... Uh, who did the Cowboys sign? Will Greer? I think they signed Will Greer, and so that kind of ended that speculation that potentially he could be, that could be a landing spot for Camden. You didn't know that? I thought you were Johnny fucking football podcaster. Oh, must
2: have missed my dash. God damn it. This is just
1: unbearable. Well, I'm glad Will Greer signed on because I bought a bunch of his fucking relic cards. They're In other words, jack shit. Except for those weirdo fucking sycophant anarchists in West Virginia that always burn down everything where they win or lose, so hopefully I can throw them up on eBay and recoup half of my cost. We'll get to some of that. So Ben Valen will be on um, tour is under tour of our young tour. Of course, my producer, uh, the cold soldier is under the assumption that the uh, house, he just moved out of his parents' house for the first time. Uh, He's 29 and um, he's living with a bunch of bro dogs and, you know, they're doing what bro dogs do. They're having sex with each other and playing like the fucking uh, cracker game and all that shit. So uh, (laughs) I think he said they're they're, they're, tonight. They're having a lemon party. I don't know what that means. So um, (laughs) you don't have to mark lemon party. Nobody knows what that means. That's like early, early 2000s, like 2002, 2003. Don't Google that. Um, so they're doing that. They call it an LP is what they do every Friday night. They have an LP. Uh, but he, he thinks that because he watched a scary movie this week, uh, so he thinks his house is haunted, and we kind of went through. It went It went from me criticizing you, I believe, to coming up with a battle plan on what to do when the <laughs> demonic clone neighbors kick the door into your house and try to chop everybody
2: up, right? I, I wouldn't necessarily say haunted. I'd say that we're not alone, the four of us. Right. They
1: heard a noise in the house, so that means, of course, it has to be a phantasm. So uh, there's that. And then um, speaking of Tor, it was it was a, a gigantapalooza this fucking week. Uh, Tor also was... A, the dry spell was significant i believe several several months i think since the very beginning of th- this show that we do now since you had um carnally known a woman. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, it had been what a lot of people call a brick. In okay. Sense. I don't call it that. I think a <laughs> lot of people maybe that are under the age of seventeen call it that, but I, I don't I don't know what that means. Uh dry spell is generally what we called it uh when I was doing you know, out there in the gang banging. And was what I was banging uh when I was in the Van Buren boys. And I tore he snapped the uh the streak this past weekend so he came in and was um very excited and uh, we gave some a- uh, analysis. I was basically doing my best Tony Romo of what had taken place and, <laughs> and speculating as uh, to what I, far, uh, what I thought could have actually happened while you were uh, and the young lady were uh, spending some time with each other, including, um, well, if you didn't hear it, I don't want to spoil it for you, but let me just say this. Uh, the response we've gotten for a DMX reference that uh, occurred in the middle of <laughs> In the middle of this segment from the audience, uh, I won't say it's overwhelming, Tor, but it is very clear to me that uh, the the audience enjoyed that segment on
2: Monday. When uh, I think... You know what? I don't know what really makes... I know one thing that makes people laugh. Hmm. When Dukes says something so funny that he makes himself laugh. That is... Well, now it just sounds like I'm a narcissist. No, no, you're not no. painting me in when, the best light no, here. When, when he cracks himself up with su- something so fantastical, right. it, it, it gets a big pop.
1: I'm a fan of the ridiculous. Like I'm a fan <laughs> of something that is just so off the wall that you're like, why on earth? Um, and apparently right before uh, Tord, his young lady, decided to copulate... She did something that was rather odd and then uh, She had a she had a very uh distinctive tattoo in a in a sensitive area uh and then she of course uh, referenced the late great Darkman X who uh, may he rest in peace uh, one of the greatest uh entertainers of his era uh, one of his most famous songs so um definitely uh, definitely worth a listen so I, hopefully you enjoy all that and of course if you've already heard it you, I, you'll probably agree that it's worth uh, a round I've had multiple people say they listen to that segment several times this week <laughs> I just picture you laying back on the fucking like a canopy bed and her just like <laughs> jumping straight up in the fucking air like doing a nip up and then pulling the just, hiking the fucking skirt all the way <laughs> It's, it's, it's just, could you fucking imagine? Um, all right, so all that's coming. Um, did you see this uh, bit of uh, Fanatics work over here?
2: I, the Fanatics, the just the like the collect the memorabilia. Yeah, stuff, like, well, I mean, they stuff.
1: make all the stuff, right? Yeah. Well, apparently, they're aggressively trying to expand their enterprises. Like they want to get in. From the report I read, it, I think it was CNBC. They are trying to get into gambling, and they are trying to get it like everybody is. And uh, I think they want to maybe get into ticket sales too. There's a bunch of stuff they want to get into, but um, one of the main things they're expanding into is collectibles tour. As you know, of course, sports memorabilia is a gigantic, um, gigantic enterprise, and they made a very aggressive move. I think last week where they actually bought the rights to not just Major League Baseball, but the National Football League and and the NBA for all of their trading cards rights. So they just swooped in and and outbid Panini and Tops. of course, everybody knows Tops. So now they're going to be the sole rights holders to make cards moving forward. And there's some speculation as to whether or not they're gonna purchase those other brands that people are familiar with. Um, Upper Deck is another one they, they're looking to, to, but they basically have all the rights to her. So like if, if Panini and all these other places wanna make cards, they can't put the logos on the cards, mm-hmm. which is undesirable. Last night, of course, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, was over at uh, at my house. We're having the bonfire, having a few imported loggers, and um, he was rip shit. He was rip shit fired up, and he was in the. He was in such a panic that I forgave a plethora of his lies. Because basically, what he's upset about is, and for those of you that aren't in the card industry, I, I dipped a toe in this world about a year and a half ago, just because. I always collected football cards when I was a kid, uh, and I saw some of these cards have players that have signed the card. It has a piece of a jersey the player has one stitched into the card. There's some cool stuff. There's there's cards that have um, a piece of a football the player has hold put you know stitched into the card for that uh, Field of Dreams game they just did. Yeah, they have cards that are autographed and then have a piece of the cornstalk from the outfield sewn into the card. It's pretty cool, right? It's a good gimmick. Yeah, I mean, it's nerdy and it's fucking, you know, it is what it is. But it's a it's a cool gimmick, and I was having fun because Terry McLaurin was just drafted by the Washington Redskins, and I, uh, I had a notion that he was going to play well, and so I bought a bunch of his cards, and then he did play well, and all the cards doubled and now have tripled in value. So I have something like, you know, I spent probably five or six hundred bucks on cards, and now I have like three or four thousand dollars worth of Terry cards, which is it's it, that was fun. But I also busted out on a lot. Like, I, re- I went all in on Will Greer. I was positive he was going to do something. I bought a shitload of Bryce Love cards because I was like, well, he's definitely going to come in here. You know, it's it's gambling. What it is is gambling. But the reason why I was somewhat intrigued is that it's gambling tour where instead of fucking busting out and having a zero on your my bookie account, uh you have something, you know, if I'm, if I'm a Redskins fan, I still have, you know, autographed memorabilia game worn memorabilia, whatever yeah. from a player. That's pretty cool. It's not it's cool if you're a sports fan um, and you have that nostalgia, but it's a dirty, rotten, horrible industry. And a lot of videos, I don't know if you've seen I'm sure you've seen these videos tour these fucking middle aged 38 year old guys that are just storming. Targets and storming Walmarts because they put these cards out now that have boxes. There's boxes of these cards, and you could potentially pull a one of one Trevor Lawrence autographed prism relic out of that thing that's worth thirty five hundred bucks, and then you flip it online and then you make yourself a pile of money. Uh, Ant-Man actually pulled this crazy one of one Jason Dominguez card, which he auctioned offered tens of thousands of dollars. And to facilitate this happening, they do these things called breaks, where there'll be the guys, the gatekeepers that have all the the ability to get the boxes of cards, and they will sell you uh, a chance to. Let's say you're a Yankees fan, Tor. Yeah. And I'm doing a break. You come in and say, "Hey, Tor, I want all the Yankees cards." So I'm like, "All right, that's 200 bucks. You get every Yankees card I pull. If there's a Jason Dominguez number one of one, you get that. It's worth four thousand dollars. But there might not be shit, and you might just be busto. Yeah. So it's just gambling. Is basically what it is. Um, But why it's so insidious is because there's these fucking weirdos, and I'm just going to call them that because most of the ones that I've encountered are weirdos. It's not like going to a baseball card shop with your kid and buying a a package of cards. It's they fucking break these boxes and pull these cards out, and then they basically are a gatekeeper in between you and what you want. So what it sounds like what Fanatics wants to do is they want to cut all of that shit out. And they want to control the market. They don't want to sell boxes that you then break and then go sell on eBay or sell on Twitch or sell on YouTube, sell slots. They want to control that market and funnel all the money into their own enterprises, which makes a lot of sense. Last night, Ant Man is losing his fucking mind. And he keeps vacillating back and forth from, they're going to kill the hobby. I'm passionate about the hobby and they're killing the hobby. And I'm like, well, you don't care about the hobby yet, man. You fucking, you know, you, you're you trying to make money. It's gambling for you. It's taking the place of another addiction in your life. Like, I'm sure your dad cares about the hobby, but but you don't care about the hobby. You're just, you're addicted to this now, and it's taking the place of heroin. Like, I, you know, I don't want to put it bluntly, but that's what it is for him. So then he switches gears, and he's like, what about kids? Kids won't be able to buy baseball cards anymore. They can't buy baseball cards anymore. I'm like, well, man, how are they buying baseball cards now? Like, it's fucking $700 a box. You know, it's, it's $25 a pack. Like, how are... And then he's like, well, people, they're not going to buy them anymore if if they're going to be so expensive. Like, people won't buy baseball cards anymore. And I was like, you think people aren't going to be interested in sports memorabilia? Like, I've never gone into a a card show or gone into one of those, you know, kiosks at a mall with a Troy Aikman signed helmet, and it's not 800 bucks, you know, and that guy hasn't played in 25. Like, everyone's, as long as people are interested in sports, they're going to be interested in sports memorabilia. And I just took a little glance at the internet today, and the only people that really seem to be rip shit pissed are the ones that have a vested interest, ones like him that have like built these businesses about it, and they're like they're slowly watching, um, their arm Armageddon, and I understand that, like I understand being upset about that if you own a card shop or you're trying to open a card shop. But I think that what needs to happen is there needs to be some honesty about why you're really upset. You're not upset about whether or not kids collect baseball cards. You're not upset about whether or not the hobby grows. You're upset because it's hitting you in your fucking purse strings. Yeah. The way that I kind of likened it to, uh, tour is video games. I don't know when it happened, but like five or six years ago, it became very, very easy to just download video games directly to your goddamn... I haven't been inside of a GameStop in... I can't tell you. I can't tell you the last time I was inside of a GameStop. Um... They've been hit drastically because of direct downloads, Uh, Best Buy, all these places like Babbage's, places like Software, etc., places like Land. Do you know why they wanted to get rid of Land? It's because kids were selling their games back, getting paid, and then Land was selling those games. And the people that made the games and the consoles and everybody else were getting none of that. Mm. They were getting none of that money. So they came up with a way where they wouldn't be losing all of that profit. And you may not like that, or you may be upset by that, but why wouldn't they do that? If I'm sitting here and I'm putting in three years' time developing a game, I want to keep you playing that game for as long as possible. I don't want you selling that game to Funkoland and then fucking have some other kid go in there instead of paying $60 for a new one, i pay $20 for a used one. And that's just, to me, what, 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 what Fanatics is looking to do with the card industry is it's looking to keep the money and stop making all these other guys millionaires based
2: on their products, and I... Honestly, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't mind it, and with the whole card thing in in general, like I'm not heavy into the game. Heavy, sure, but heavy into the game. Heavy's different. The <laughs> Heavy's good. The, uh, if it doesn't
1: work, you could always hit him with it. You should watch that movie, by the way.
2: I, uh, I I'm definitely not. Um, I don't I don't like the idea that. There are a whole bunch of 35-year-olds going in and barging the it's doors. It's embarrassing.
1: Those be- videos are embarrassing.
2: I'm a guy who actually does care about kids being interested in sports. It's sure. it, it was my biggest interest uh, for 20-plus years. Well, it, this
1: it, is not going to be popular with some of our listening audience, but kids being into sports is way better than kids being into Star Wars or video games or anything else because they're physically – you're not learning anything playing video games. I mean, unless, unless you're going to go on and be one of the – 1% of humanity that either makes video games or plays them professionally. Sports, you're getting something out of every single moment you spend with sports right Uh, I'm not saying we're sitting eating Funyuns watching it with your boys I'm saying when you're you know a little bit younger than you when you're still in your formative years you're learning teamwork you're learning discipline you're learning how to overcome things that are difficult you're learning what it's like to exist inside of a locker room I mean I would much rather my kid be involved with sports as a whole than any of the shit that I'm involved in
2: I mean I remember I I remember desperately wanting to get all 32 quarterbacks their cards and the only guy I was waiting for was Rex Grossman. Right. But, and, well,
1: but were you playing sports while you were doing that? Yes. yeah. I,
2: I was like, I, I don't know, a little before, probably elementary school, late, right. probably fifth grade. And I was like, okay, here we go. Here he comes. Here comes the Rex Grossman. Got it. I don't know if I've ever felt that same elation right. since. Because I had all 32. And I'm like, I want other kids to, who like sports to be able to go and get cards at a reasonable price if they want to do it.
1: You know, it, I guess, but I don't care that much just because nothing is for kids anymore. Uh, yeah. Think about action. No one, no one is crying about the fact that action figures are thirty-five dollars now. I mean, all those stupid fucking Mortal Kombat figures I have back there. Some of those are hundred and twenty dollars for a fucking action figure. I mean, there's no more Toys R Us. Kids stop playing with action figures at five years old. They make them for adults now. We we got to stop with this romanticization. Kids don't want baseball cards the same way they do. I, I'm sure they can. I'm sure some of them do. Yeah. And but there's also like digital packs. There's also they play the video game and there's That's all those point. fucking card packs they get there. It's different than you and I, Tor. And I would agree. But would you have those same feelings if those cards weren't available? You would just find some way else to to deal with it. It's it's no different than oh I, I want my kid to be able to go to the library or I want my kid to be able to rent a video. Yeah, we all want that because we have fond memories of that. But. They're not exposed to that. They don't know what that is. I fucking talk to you all the time about like shit that you know. Oh, that's right. You don't have a memory of that because it, it was before your time, and you're not a, a worse a adjusted person because of it. It's just something that older people say because they have fond memories of it.
2: Yeah. Which, which, again, I, I'm susceptible to. I just I'm not. I've seen the and been a part of the digital card pack stuff. I, all the the loot crates in Black Ops Three and all this. I'm just like it's just. These companies are just tapping right into the, the, the gambling part of it, the aspect of it, whereas it used to be, just, or at least for me, it was, you go in, you get a pack of cards, and then you do whatever with them. You, you play a, a sure. game with them, you do whatever, uh, and now it's, I mean, you can use the cards in a video game, which is cool. That's, that's a cool thing. It's that, okay, here's your pack, you can now play with Emmett Smith, and then you can run for, you know, how, you can, that's your card, that's how you're gonna play with it, but I, it's like, I don't know, they just draw out so much money from kids now. For for skins and for all that. But, stuff, but why would look, it, look, look it at what we look, look at what we do here, okay?
1: Yeah. Look what we do here. If you go online and you host a you host a Twitch channel mm-hmm. and people are giving you tips, right? You can probably clear more money than Oscar and I did. Going to Jam and Java, setting up a show for months, promoting it, selling tickets, selling shirts, glad handing, signing everything, hang, you know, six, seven hour night, uh, weeks of promotion. You probably can make that much money. Jason Muse probably does playing video games for one hour and he's out nothing. He doesn't have to lick one stamp. He doesn't have to write one address on an envelope. He doesn't have to send one shirt out. He doesn't have to have one person spill a drink on him. One person give him COVID. One person give him the flu, get the sweaty palm, get the drunk girl fucking, you know, knocking every Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you streamline everything? And that's all these companies are doing, is that they if you're Mortal Kombat and you're like Well, if you beat this game, send us a picture of it, and we'll send you out a T-shirt. You you have to keep all those addresses. You have to send them out. You have to deal with people that don't get their shirts and are bitching about. Or or you can say complete this season of Combat League, and you get this skin for your computer, which we will for your player on your computer, which we will download to your. Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, this shit of tangible fungible things nfts are going to bring about the end of all of that i mean the collecting world is not going to be the physical world anymore it's going to be all based in computers um and i think that everybody's kind of coming to grips with that so look i like baseball I, I collected all those cards when i was a kid i also have binders and binders and binders filled with fucking cards that i should throw away and that i just don't and i take with me from house to house and i'll never be worth anything and You know, it's a big, giant fucking waste of money, too. Like, there's that part of it, too. I I just look at all the shit. Like, I look at people that collect comic books because they thought they were going to make money. And it's like, that's not why you should collect comic books. Like, if you think you're going to become rich and that's why you're collecting something, you better be really good at it. Because you most likely, 95% of the time, you're probably not going to make any money doing that shit. Right. People that collect beer cans. I've got a rare beer can. Do you? How many non-rare beer cans do you have? How many cans are you just holding on to? Like the shit that people collect always just fucking baffles me, <laughs> baffles me. Although I am thinking about getting into um, Wild West art. I think about getting oh. into that. It's a very difficult world to get into. I started looking into a little uh, some websites and stuff this past weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, I just don't know what anything's worth. So you don't know if you're getting ripped off. You know, yeah. like I found a painting. and I was like, I like this. And that you know, a sign and had a frame, and like I googled the, the the painter and it's somebody that does it for a living. They wanted four thousand five hundred bucks, mm. and I'm like, well, for a painting, that sounds like that's what it might cost, but I don't know if this guy's paintings cost four thousand five hundred bucks. So it's a very weird thing to try to get into, but you know, is that any dumber than collecting sneakers? I mean, is that any we talk about that all the time? Is that any dumber than collecting baseball cards? I don't know. Mm.
2: I don't know. Art appreciates differently, though. That, that's, that's true. I mean people buy a 1 million painting and then in three years it's worth 8 million
1: yeah that's one of those things where it's not necessarily gonna people always talk about the balloon bursting like it's not necessary i don't think it ever goes down in value it's kind of like buying a pinball machine like it's, it's you're probably gonna get exactly what you paid for at least if you buy one of those things because the market always goes up it doesn't go down right all right this is a weird show so far i like that all right um what are we starting with Tor? Are we start with ben yeah, it was Cam Newton. We had a whole Cam Newton day on yeah. the show, didn't we? <laughs> it was titled Cam Newton Day. And he's still not with anybody, right? Correct. I think you done. I think once the Cowboys side will agree with I mean, that, I think that was the, the 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 most obvious. I mean, the most obvious place is Baltimore, but why wouldn't they have already made that move? I mean, the season starts in, what, six days? <gasps> Crazy, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I get steamed. You get
1: fired up? Dude. <sighs> cowboys fucking buccaneers too to start the goddamn season can you believe that
2: i just got to get to once i'm at next tuesday yeah then it's gonna really hit me
1: well my fantasy draft I, I wait till the very last weekend before the season begins because these fucking rubes and boobs that draft motherfuckers <laughs> that drafted um at tn fucking uh people that are drafting players that are already fucking just dropping like fucking flies it's your fault stupid you're the one that fucking went out there and decided you couldn't keep it in your goddamn pants to sit there and fucking have it like an adult people were drafting week one of the preseason they always do dukes i have my draft this weekend should i take what the fuck are you talking about bro oh so anyway for me it's a very slippery slope sunday draft labor day weekend of course i will be here monday right yeah yeah Fuck. we don't do three-day weekends do we i guess we do every week (laughs) And hey, we're here today, though, goddamn it, aren't uh, yeah, we? Yeah, that's true. Suck it, suck it from the back. Um, yeah, then football, so 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 draft, and then game on Thursday, and with fucking Wednesday is going to be great because the, the internet's just going to be clogged with NFL. Oh, I get so steamed up. <sighs> all right, um, all right, let's do this. Uh, let's let's give you some of the best stuff of the week. It's the Chad Duke Show.
2: Hey everyone, if you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night boot nannies. Hey everybody, it's Tor here. And if you're listening to me by myself on a Friday, then that means that I'm going to be talking to you about our good friends at Manscaped. And you may be thinking, it's 68 degrees, uh, falls upon us. What's Tor going to talk about uh, getting too overheated with your pubic hair? Well... We live in virginia so this is what we call false fall it's going to get hot again in september mark my words so when it does you don't want to get caught lacking you don't want to get caught with your pants down and your bush out of control so that's why i recommend the manscape 4.0 lawnmower it is a sleek waterproof trimmer with everything that you could need trying to trim yourself down in the shower you can do that it's not going to short out on you and you'll be able to see everything it is strong, it is smooth, it's very ergonomically pleasing to be able to use it and never feel awkward trying to shave in a, in a weird situation. So go to Manscaped.com and use promo code DUKES, that's D-U-K-E-S, for 20% off and free shipping. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code DUKES at Manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the Shop tab on chaddukeshow.com for show t-shirts and koozies.
1: It's Chad Dukes show. Good looking Tuesday out there to you, everybody. Joining us on the Brenco Solutions hotline is a gentleman I've had many a conversation with, one of my favorite guys to have back on the old radio show. Excited he's joining us today on Cam Newton Day, as we've dubbed it here on the program. My buddy Ben Volin from the Boston Globe bostaglobe.com joins us you can follow him on twitter at ben volin for timely new england sports information dissemination ben it is
0: great to talk to you my friend how are you chad cam newton day it's mac jones day <laughs> here in new england <laughs> it's it's a, a national holiday or a federal holiday here in new england it's mac jones day it's the day that our our next savior leads us to the promised land. This is the beginning of the next era of New England Patriots football. So it, it, it's Mac Jones day here.
1: You know, It's so funny. I was listening. Justin Fields had some comments that I thought were very mature about how he didn't like when uh, people were chanting for him or whatever. When Andy Dalton was out on the field and I was like, I wonder if he's watching those Patriots games where everyone just, it's like stone cold walking through the curtain in the the 90s when when that guy comes out onto the field and then, you know, I wonder how Cam Newton feels about that. Uh, Ben, I'm sure you've seen it. Everyone's taking their victory lap today. A bunch of guys I respect that talk about football, but Apparently, everybody called this months ago and they absolutely knew it was going to happen. I got to say, I was surprised that Cam Newton was released today and they're going with Mac as the week one starter. How big of this was a surprise for for you, someone that's been in there from the ground floor?
0: Yeah, you know, unfortunately for me, there are receipts. Uh, I, I put opinions in ink. Uh, in newspapers, and so I can't, I can't hide from them. So I had this morning in today's paper: Cam Newton is the far safer choice for Bill Belichick, um, and I still think that. I still think it's a little riskier to go with Mac Jones right off the bat. But uh, look, Mac was great during the preseason. I, I never denied that for a second. You could, you could tell that he aced his test. I, I'm, but yes, yeah, call me very surprised that they that Belichick made this decision. Uh, I thought that cam would sink or swim on his own to start the year i thought belichick would stick by cam bring mac jones along slowly um and and like i said let let cam you know if cam wins great then everyone's happy and if cam doesn't win then then you make the switch so i I did not see this coming i'm very surprised uh that said i think mac jones just he he wowed everyone during the preseason this is mostly i think about mac jones and, and how much he impressed everyone um, you know, it's one thing for him to, you know, make some good reads in the preseason games. and to look pretty good out there on practice. But to me, most telling was the comments from his teammates and his coaches. Um, respected team leaders like Matthew Slater and Dante Hightower and Brian Hoyer were raving about Mac and his poise and his uh, maturity and how much he impressed the veterans. And he was studying not only the offensive playbook but the Patriots' defensive playbook to figure out what you know what's happening on that side of the ball. And you know you hear respected guys like that, and you even hear Bill Belichick raving about Mac Jones's work ethic and how hard he's worked. I think this is just about Mac Jones and how much he's impressed the Patriots. And then with Cam, you know, he's such a big personality. I just don't know if you can have him as a backup. That's just a weird dynamic all the way around to have him, with his big alpha personality, having to, you know, take a backseat to a rookie. And so I think Belichick wanted to make clear that this is Mac Jones's team, and just remove the the whole element of, of Cam Newton from the team altogether. So uh, I'm surprised they went in this direction, but I think it's just a sign of of how well Mac Jones did this preseason.
1: Ben, talk to me about there was that nebulous period of time where, hey, he's in COVID protocol, he being Cam Newton, and he was away from the facility and traveling, but he was getting COVID tests, but they're not sanctioned COVID tests. I'm paraphrasing here. I didn't really understand all of it. And then that seems to be the time where Mac Jones proves, hey, this is my team. I can run it. He made the most of the Opportunity. Everything is a conspiracy theory in our world now, I feel. Um, And I don't want to throw that. The problem is the Patriots are always so mysterious with everything that they do that it kind of foments some of that stuff. But is is that the moment where Mac Jones won this job? And then take me through what actually took place there for Cam Newton.
0: Sure. So, yeah, you know, I do think Mac Jones proved a lot last week when he had three practices all to himself. It was him and Brian Hoyer. So you have Mac doing all the first-team work in hot hundred-degree days, handling a lot of work, and even one day of a joint practice against the Giants It was all Mac Jones, and I think the Patriots were just very impressed with his poise and maturity and how he handled everything. Uh, I don't think Cam missing those three practices. I don't think that was the reason that you know they moved on from him, but it's certainly part of the composite. And and, and same with Mac, I think that that certainly impressed the, the coaches. And with Cam Newton, I think it showed that as an unvaccinated player he's not going to be reliable and and that's the the subtext of all this is that cam newton isn't vaccinated in the nfl there are you know they, they make your life hell if you're not vaccinated they want everyone to get the vaccine cam for whatever reason um has not gotten it and um so he had a team approved medical appointment that was out of town and he went and he went to take the medical appointment and he didn't come back in time. He missed. You have to not only do you have to get tested every day if you're not vaccinated, but it has to be in Foxborough at Gillette Stadium. And so Cam missed one test, and so therefore, because he's not vaccinated, he had to do a, a new five day onboarding process. So he had to he had to test for five straight days and test negative, and that meant he had to sit out three straight practices. And it just shined a light on how unreliable unvaccinated players are going to be this year that, you know, they don't necessarily have to get sick and they can still be pulled from the lineup at every time at at any time, basically at a moment's notice. So um, again, I think that's going to play against Cam Newton as he tries to find another job. You know, he who wants a backup quarterback who's not vaccinated and might not be reliable for for a game on Sunday. Um, so I, I don't know if it was the determining factor for Mac Jones and against Cam Newton, but it certainly didn't help Cam. And I think Mac took his opportunity and, and ran with it.
1: Um, What will be the expectations from the jump? I mean, this is a bold statement. I, I kind of agreed with what you were saying. I thought, Mac Jones, I think we had a bet here on the show week six. I forgot we looked at the schedule and we're saying when he was going to be in there. But it, it always makes sense to me to have the guy get a look at some games with live fire, you know, against other teams, opponents, and then to slowly work him in. But there's also that baptism by fire. Argument. It would seem to me with the off season that New England had, where they signed. Let me just take a look. Everybody. Um. It wasn't a Bruce Smith, Deion Sanders, Mark Carrier like we're familiar with down here, but <laughs> they went after everyone. I mean, it would seem to me that expectations are not. We're just developing a young quarterback this year. What What are people going to be expecting from the jump?
0: Expectations are high. You know, this is. It's not a slow rebuild. They went and, and spent a record amount of money in free agency this past year. Over 175 million, fully guaranteed. Um, they they brought in several key new starters. They got two high-priced tight ends, Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. Um, so it's you know it's not like they're slowly rebuilding through the draft. And and they chose Mac Jones because they think he gives them the best chance to win. So expectations in New England are always high, and this team was not very happy. To uh, go seven and nine and miss the playoffs last year, I think the word Robert Kraft used was miserable. So the expectations are to win, and you know it's it's not easy for rookie quarterbacks. But I, you know, the, the, I remember two thousand eight when Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco both went eleven and five as rookies, and I do think the Patriots have good pieces around Mac. They the offensive line should be really good. They have a deep stable of running backs, two really good tight ends, uh, and I think the defense should be fantastic. Uh, especially getting Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy and and Matthew Judon uh, from the Ravens uh, at linebacker this year. So I just, I, I think they, they built the team up well around Mac Jones and Belichick clearly feels confident in Mac's ability to run the offense. And I think he, Mac runs the offense a lot more like how Josh McDaniel wants it as opposed to Cam. And so I think, the expectation is to win. It's not to, well, we'll take a slow rebuild and hopefully Mac is ready by year three. It's, no, we want to win now with Mac even as a rookie.
2: Hey, Ben, uh, now that Cam is officially off and uh, he's already drawing, I guess, interest or at least statements from uh, from Dallas who said they're going to do due diligence uh, regarding uh, Cam Newton and possibly uh, signing him or at least looking into it, where do you think that he could uh, possibly land next?
0: you know the one team i look at is Houston where i just don't think they're very settled at quarterback and i know Tyrod Taylor will start the season but he's he's been kind of cursed the last few years as far as trying to hold on to a starting job and who knows if he can stay healthy for 17 games so maybe Houston but i'm telling you Cam's personality is going to work against him and yeah. his vaccination status is going to work against him that's that's two tough things for a team to want to bring on as a backup um, you know Dallas. You know that is certainly a team that can handle all that. So maybe that does make some sense. And they probably need an improved backup behind um, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, just given everything that Dak's going through with his shoulder and everything. But um, you know, it's 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 a new world for Cam. Now is he is this worth it for him? He's made over a hundred million dollars in his career. He's been an MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. Does he really want to cling on as some backup making minimum money somewhere? It's just it'll be curious to see uh you know if cam really goes through with this or if he'd rather just you know take his ball and move on to his next stage in his career
1: it would seem to i mean he's a bit enigmatic but you would have to assume it's sitting on a panel just the wardrobe options alone and then you don't have to worry about all of the covid stuff with getting tested for the nfl i don't know i never want to tell a guy he should stop wanting to compete because it just doesn't seem like my p- place when you work as hard as these guys do to get to this spot. But he, it's not like he's a, you know, backup special teams, you know, third string linebacker. I mean, he's going to have options moving forward. And I, I think you're right, Ben. It's got to be it has got to be like backing up Lamar Jackson or, or Dak Prescott or somebody that there's absolutely no chance they're not the starter. If, like, Denver brings him in to be a backup, I mean, that's immediately going to be a huge issue. So you're right. It, it has to be you know, the perfect set of circumstances for him to play that role.
0: Yeah, I would think so, where where Cam's not going to be a a threat to a starting quarterback, and he's really just there as insurance. And as you said, does Cam want to go through with all that, with the daily testing and all the protocols? And you can't go home on your bye week, and so he can't go and see his kids and his family and all that stuff. So I do think there's a lot for Cam to consider, and um, he might, you know, depending on the offers, you know, he might decide that it's just not worth it.
1: Um, last question for you, Ben. I kept you too long. I always appreciate it. That Ben Volin on Twitter and Instagram, of course. Read him in the Boston Globe. T- talk to me about where what your expectations are, where they slot in Buffalo. Might be the best team in the AFC. Uh, we we don't know what Miami's going to be. They're well coached. If Tua plays well. they're going to be competitive. at least you would assume they got a new quarterback for the Jets. Perhaps they're improved this year. W- where does New England slot in in the division? Where do they slot in the AFC as a whole? or is it too early for that sort of thing because you're now dealing with the rookie quarterback?
0: Uh, I mean, of course, it's too early, but that's never stopped us before. I mean, what fun! <laughs> what fun is that? Uh, I've got them as the second best team in the AFC East. I think Buffalo is still the class of the division, although they're going to have some issues with COVID this year. They they have a bunch of guys who refuse to get vaccinated. They've already had to pull a bunch of guys from their lineup, so that's that's going to be kind of interesting to see how they handle and manage everything. But but I love Josh Allen now, and I've, I've done a complete one eighty on him. And uh, I really like what the Bills and Sean McDermott have built up there. So they're, they're you know, the class of the division and going to compete again, I think, for the AFC. Uh, but I, I think the Patriots are number two. I, like I said, other than Mac Jones, I really like the team they, they built up around him. I think their defense is, is going to win them some games this year. Um, I, I think they're an 10-11 win team, even with a rookie quarterback. Um, and, and I'm just not a believer in Tua Tagovailoa. I just... You know, maybe the Josh Allen story, you know, has taught me, you know, to be patient with these guys, but I was not, Tua was not impressive as a rookie. And I just, you know, there seems to be a lot of smoke with the Deshaun Watson thing down there. I I just don't know how much the Dolphins truly believe in Tua. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that the Patriots are going to beat out the Dolphins this year. And I think the Patriots are a playoff team, especially now that. Uh, There's, you know, seven teams in each conference make the playoffs. Uh, I think the Patriots will be back and competing. I, again, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up with Buffalo and in, in Kansas City, but I think the Patriots are going to be a competitive team that, uh, you know, won't be a fun out in the playoffs. Uh, I think, you know, on paper, certainly. The, the pieces look a lot better. And and I think Belichick can still coach. So I, I do see a bounce back here for the Patriots.
1: They also remind me kind of like the Titans team where it really doesn't matter. As long as they get into the playoffs, they have a chance to win games, whether it's on the road, whether it's at home. It's like they're always going to be in that discussion. So I would agree with that. Uh, ben Volin, Twitter, Instagram, read him in the Boston Globe and on the radio in W E E I. Ben, thank you so much for the time. Great to catch up, buddy. I know it's always a busy week for you up there. No Tim Tebow for you, though, so that's a blessing.
0: I know. Not a blessing. <laughs> it's a curse. I'm sad, but uh,
1: oh, man. great to hear from you, Chad. Thanks great to hear from you me. as well, my friend. The great Ben Volin, everybody, on the Chad Duke Show.
2: This October 9th, we will be at Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia for our inaugural annual Chad Duke Show Fish Fry and Sasquatch Hunt featuring Headlock Gaming's Mortal Kombat Tournament, the first ever Chad Duke Show Bass Fishing Tournament, the return of the Chad Duke Show Wiffle Ball Invitational, Mr. Kenny Kidd DJing after the live podcast, we got raffles and much, much more. So make sure to clear your schedule for Saturday, October 9th at Flying Ace Farm. How was your weekend? I know how your weekend was, Tor. Uh, well, I'd like to start it off with a request and a complaint. Uh oh! And this is to at Cold Soldier CDS actually. Okay. So the in the in the bio uh, for that account, uh, it says it says executive producer of the Chad Duke Show. Right. That's correct. Uh, single. That's that's correct. Okay. Lives in mom's basement. No oh, longer correct. Oh,
1: we got to update the file, is what you're saying. Yes. Why, don't, why don't you just log into your Twitter account and update it?
2: I just need it to be updated.
1: Okay. I don't know who you're talking to. Um, so no longer, but are you uh, are you still single? Because it sounded like there was some coupling going on this weekend. Some coupling going on.
2: Yes, I am still single.
1: Okay. But I, I, you weren't single on Saturday night. Uh, no. You were a double.
2: That's correct. I had a date.
1: That's right. Did she like the memory foam bed that was previously there with the owners that had the house before you? She said she did like it. Oh, did she? Ah,
2: it's a nice bed.
1: Who was this? Uh, who was this young strumpet?
2: Uh, you know, just a girl, streetwalker, met, met on a uh, on on Hinge. What's her rate? Her rate?
1: Yeah, her rate per hour. Okay, <laughs> That's
2: not that rate. The fuck is Hinge? I've never even heard of that. It's like Tinder, but it's just okay. Like new one, you know? Is
1: it like Tinder or is it like Bumble? Because the way it was described to me is Bumble is trying to like meet people to date, Tinder is trying to just fuck.
2: Um, this one it's like a. It, just a little bit of both. I think it's in in between. It's a okay. It's, it's like tender. You know w- w- what's going on. You're gonna if you meet up with them.
1: I thought you were against these sites. I thought you were the one that liked to go out to the bars and get the reps.
2: Oh yeah, I typically do, uh, but I had to get my juice back, and oh, because gross. I was. I mean, if you couldn't tell on the show, I had little. apparently th- you
1: had to give your juice to her. I had little <laughs> to no juice. Here, here, here's the juice. <laughs> it's been in me so long. It looks like orange juice.
2: Oh, that's
1: <laughs> lost all my viscosity. When you well, shot low, did you shoot her across the room? It'd been so long. <laughs> did she fly out the window? <laughs> oh boy, she's like <laughs> Father Merritt and the fucking actress just diving out the window down the stairs. Um, where so you met her on her website?
2: Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, and did you meet her before you'd left the parents' house? Uh, no, or I, I'd been talking to her probably that week up when I was okay. leaving. And then, uh, did you
1: mention I just moved out, or how did you handle that whole thing?
2: I said, I'm moving into my new spot. Sounds, right, my uh, new spot. Sounds better than, hey, I'm moving out of my parents' house for the first time. Good so point. That, that's just the wording that I chose to use.
1: Did you say, if you're going to fuck me, you got to fuck these three other jagaloons that live in this house, too? Nope. So it's going to be a little bit long evening for you? Did you mention that?
2: Uh, no, but there were a lot of jagaloons over at the house oh, for God. when she came over.
1: I cannot believe... There's all this women's equality shit, fucking, and I'm like, how about there? Let's start with this. If you walk into a house and it's tour seventy-five bro dogs, do not get it going to anyone's bedroom. Don't do it for whatever you fucking think
2: of yourself. There were some other girls there. Were there? Yeah, because everyone else was going out to the bars, and oh. uh, I was not planning on going out to the bars.
1: So the girls were all sitting around because they knew that you were going to be in the house.
2: Well, no, I don't know. They were they were just pre with the other guy with the other guys. Okay, you know, I had my date with me the whole time. We were just Your hanging date. out. We were hanging out drinking, and then. Uh, you know, just chilling with everybody. It was nice little, little to social. So
1: you don't have to take girls out anymore? You can just inv- literally invite them over? And if you have a physical place to copulate, they'll do it?
2: Uh, she wanted to watch a movie. So I, I, w- I was fine taking her to a, you know to the, to the club or taking her to a restaurant, whatever. I, I, I don't...
1: I, what would you guys watch? Hostel?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh,
1: Judge Human Centipede 3?
2: No. Uh, I know those are your favorites. Judge uh, you The Collector? Uh, Deadpool for the first time for me. You watched
1: Deadpool? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That was the first time you watched it, too? Yeah. That's a horrible date movie. Well, I don't remember. Anything. I guess there's... Oh, because... Okay, so how fast before when you slide the Blu-ray in or whatever you did, did the necking start to take place? The passionate necking?
2: It was like... Uh, I think... When did DMX start playing?
1: When was did that, DMX start was playing? Was
2: early in the movie? I don't know. It oh, was very, it's, like, it's just
1: like a minute into the movie. Yeah. Yeah, when he jumps off the bridge. Yeah. So she just was looking to knock boots. I think so. Well, you know so now
2: because that's what happened.
1: Well, it was, it was, How long yeah. were you sitting out front before you decided we we're going to go watch Deadpool?
2: Oh, we were just in the in the main living area for probably about an hour and a half talking and, and doing stuff. You know, okay. Just, just getting to know each other uh, down there. How and, long have you been talking on the phone? I don't know. A week? Two weeks?
1: Okay. Where does she live? I don't know. You don't know where she lives? I
2: think about 30 minutes away from my spot, somewhere in that area. What's her last name? That's yeah, not good. No, no information. No, I no, do you know I'm it, is it what I'm asking, stupid. Uh, yeah, I don't I want do. you to yes. fucking
1: say it on the show. Do you yeah. know her last name? Yes, I do. Okay. How old is she? I'm not giving out that information. I don't think you know it. Okay. See, I don't think he knows anything about her. It's, I, this is fucking wild, man. This is a new, brave new world. The chick's just fucking, they just want to come mm-hmm. over and... That's a good age. Mm-hmm. That's a good age. Oh, they can be trouble at that age, though. God damn it! I'm so glad I'm not you. I mean, he's going to be on the earth longer than I am, and I would—I'm sacrificing that to not have to do what he's doing right now. Well, I don't know about that.
2: What? <clears throat> Maybe an on here. Oh, oh
1: yeah, that's right. You could die at any moment yeah. too. Anyone associated with this show is very capable of passing on early. Um, <laughs> so, so does she? I'm assuming she makes the first move.
2: Uh, How was... did it go? It was, okay, so we're down there, and we're like, we, we actually get talked into going going out to the bars. And she's like, okay, we can go for an hour and then come back and watch the movie. And I say, okay. I didn't want to do that. Okay. I want to go upstairs and watch the movie. Right. We go upstairs uh, to my room, because she's getting her, her bag and her jacket or whatever.
1: Oh, so she's spending the fucking night. Yeah. She brought a bag. hmm Man, can you even imagine, like, the chick brings an overnight bag the first fucking night? What if you were a creep? What if she saw the undersized penis and it was not enough? <laughs> I'm sure she would have dipped <sighs> oh God, damn it! All right, so she's bringing her overnight bag up to your room to watch DMX.
2: Well, it was more like a, a, a I guess, a purse. But you know, okay, they, they could have you know, uh, girls could have like whatever in there. Okay, so like, it was just a purse. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't, yeah, it yeah. wasn't a
1: Jan Sport. Right. Okay. Yeah, it
2: was not like she didn't have like whatever br- hairbrushes or
1: anything. Now let me ask you a question: When the DMX scene happens, mm-hmm. did she hike her dress up over <laughs> her head and she had an X tattooed on her fucking twat and she started pointing and screaming, "X, I don't give it to you." <laughs>
2: second for this one it's an obvious no but I I needed
1: what you hear listen it's what you hear she's fucking thrusting her fucking crotch knock knock open up the door it's on oh man that's so that's fucking great a bunch of Rough Riders just pour into the room and fucking hold tore down. <laughs> Did she have a big DMX pussy tattoo? No, oh. she didn't. Okay. I would kill if that would
2: happen. I would fucking murder someone just to see that. <sighs> okay. So we're upstairs and we're like, okay, we're, we're getting the... I'm, I'm calling the Uber to the bar.
1: She didn't fall off the bed when she pulled her dress over her head, did you? Because she couldn't see? She was thrusting so loud she fell backwards off the fucking bed. (laughs) What you think about this? (laughs) Look at that creature that the Millennium Falcon did repairs it in Empire Strikes Back. All right, I'm done. I promise. (sighs) Oh, boy. Did you kick Boba Fett down her snatch? (laughs) I'm done. That's the last one, I promise. Oh, I'm happy for you.
2: Okay, you're safe. I. Okay, I think I was at, we're upstairs in the room. Uh, I called the Uber to the bar. Right. And then I'd say about three minutes later, I canceled that Uber, and then we... Uh, okay,
1: so you, and then between the time that you had called the Uber, that the, she had made her move... Yeah. She made she had ew gross. Did you hear that? Yeah? Pardon me. Pardon me. Ew, that was towards sexy, yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, also, his did. bottom lip was kind of real loose when he <laughs> said it, too. Yeah. I her bottom Oh, you're fucking gross, Joe. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and take care of that. I'm gonna take care of this right now. All Joe's fucking off the off the fucking chain. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Um so what, what did she lean over and like? What what
2: happens? Uh, I think we were both standing. And then <coughs> she just walked over to me. I said, "All right, here we go." And then
1: was she leaving a slug trail all yeah. the way across the room? Just uh. <laughs> walking over to you is that how you knew she was into it? <laughs> was she scooching over to you like a dog with an itchy ass? That's how you knew it was going to go down. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> this is juvenile. Uh, what's the first? What is the first move she makes?
2: Uh, she, uh, I think she grabbed me by my arm. Or, okay. yeah, or just not grab, but like, you know, a good, you know, hold right and then I you know got hand around Did you say I
1: thought you worked out? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could bench more than you
2: <laughs> When's the last time you got a
1: pump? I'm telling your father Did any of that happen?
2: <laughs> no, but I, oh, ran, okay. I ran on Thursday for the first Friday for the first time it was hideous. really it was awful.
1: how what, what happened? Just didn't make it <laughs> yeah yeah i hate that just getting back if the worst thing about exercising is getting back into exercising
2: and i'm like i'm like finding my new route because i had a route and now i'm I'm trying to find a good running route and it's like i don't know i'm in a city now so it's like i turn the corner there's a construction happening and
1: the city in air quotes by uh, the way
2: you know it
1: an area where it's not a suburban neighborhood. Correct. Yes, that's yes. the way I would describe it as well.
2: So it's very odd. So how much street.
1: do you? How how tall is this girl?
2: Uh, she was I think like six feet tall, six one.
1: God damn man, where do you find these fucking broads? I don't see a lot of gigantic women walking around. You always are finding them.
2: I yeah I don't I mean it doesn't matter to me. Okay. The height the height thing people think that like I would be solely attracted to no like, no, no shit it's, it's, girls, it's the girls the yeah.
1: t- for tall girls is tough because they've spent their whole life feeling insecure about their height so that they find a guy that's taller than them it kind of it makes them feel better about themselves along with fucking you know the stereotype of the man is supposed to be taller than the woman which i wish wasn't real but it is real i, I maybe it's just because i'm <clears throat> older but when i see a, a, a couple where the girl is just, like sufficiently are substantially higher than the dude. It is weird. Like you state, and you kind of make a mental note. So I get that for her sake. Um, so she grabs your arm mm-hmm. and then what happens? You twist her neck around? Like no. you spin no. her head up completely around on her shoulders? Were you able to hold off on that?
2: Uh, I, yeah. I
1: did. did you show your dead snake collection in the closet? No. Here, let's watch some iguana cowboy videos. Oh, you want to have sex? I'm sorry. She, <laughs> <is> she, <laughs> well, that'd be funny if that's like she's touching your arm and you're like pulling out your laptop. Here, let's watch. We had this guy on the show the past week. Oh, didn't you tell me she didn't give a shit? Like you dropped like I'm a football player like four or five times and she didn't care at all. Oh, no, that was a different girl
2: the night, uh, the night before. Different girl? Yeah, that's when I was just going out to the bars.
1: Oh, Okay. You didn't have a two for this weekend, did you? No. Oh, okay. All right. If I did, you wouldn't see me today. I've had I had that I had that once in my life where it was one girl one night and one girl the next, and your head fucking. I mean, you feel you feel like He Man, like you literally feel like fucking you could hold a sword up and lightning should strike it.
2: Yeah, I had, a, and this is a, just a straight up brag.
1: That was there, a brag. There was a month in
2: in college where it was uh, the juice was through the roof. Yeah, for me. Yeah. God, I, I couldn't have been more on fire.
1: Gross juice was through the roof cum stalactites on the ceiling of his fucking bedroom why are you writing that down you're
2: the one that keeps talking about your juice whether you're drinking by the fire getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids make sure you check out the Chad Duke show playlist on Spotify just go to chaddukeshow.com the official link to your new favorite playlist
1: you're watching us last night, which I believe was a big hit um,
2: with the Bro Dogs, and what happened? Uh, well, first uh, I thought it was a, a decent flick. I thought it was well acted. Um, could, a little bit confusing, but maybe it's because you know whatever. I wasn't. I was more scared than than you know really focusing. Uh, but for context, you're too you were too scared to watch Star Wars: A New Hope. That was when I was a child, but right, that's right. that's 100 true.
1: That's on brand.
2: The, <laughs> the uh, so we're watching the movie. And we're like, okay, we're following. And then um, two of the guys leave because they get scared and they're tired or whatever. So one goes upstairs. Says, they
1: leave because they they're tired, or they leave because they're scared. Because you might be coloring this oh, oh, characterization me. to fit your own
2: narrative. Uh, bottom floor guy, he said, "I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight if I keep watching this. I'm going downstairs." Bottom outside. floor guy, in mean basement. Ba- uh, yeah, but it, we don't have a basement. It's it's just it's a townhouse. So we open the door. His is right to the left.
1: Okay, so is it a three-floor townhouse? Four-floor. Four-floor townhouse? Yeah. Wow, that's pretty big. I don't think I've ever been in a four-floor townhouse in my whole fucking life. All right, so but, so there's a bedroom downstairs when you open the door. Is there anything else down there?
2: A uh, garage attached to it. but Okay, it, but, yeah.
1: yeah, that's the scary room. That's definitely the scary room. Well, for multiple reasons. One is the ghosts are definitely down there if they're in there. But also, someone fucking
2: kicks the door and you're the first to go. There was a uh, We were actually planning out lines of defenses. We said, us on the third and fourth floors were like, we'll be fine. Yeah, we'll be fine. It ain't getting us. He's going to be in trouble. Unless there's an
1: attic. Is there an attic? No attic. See, I think the prime real estate is middle floor. Because top floor shit always goes down. Because people are always jumping down to windows. And there's shit oh, yeah. rattling around above you. And then the basement is the worst possible place you can be. Uh, middle floor, I think you're pretty much... Because the practical is a home invader, you know, B&E. And then, of course, the supernatural is there's a goblin and a spook specter or a ghost. Right. Uh, that's that's generally going to be like in paranormal activity, the thing
2: shuffling around up by the, the insulation leaving uh, crumbled up pictures. It's a... Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I got my swords upstairs. I got a hatchet.
1: Well, that'll definitely help you out with got, the poltergeist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're thinking about it because... But it was like... We were... It was scary because there was a scene where... The family's in the house, and then there's the the uh, adjacent family standing in the driveway. Right. So we're like, oh, bottom floor guy's gonna go through, open his window and see us four standing up. So do they live in
1: a townhouse or live in a single family?
2: Uh, the in the movie, yeah, uh, they're at a summer house uh, in a in a single family. Well, you guys are all new into the house situation. You're used to your parents being there to protect you. Uh, correct. Well. <laughs> But we're normally pretty like it, I I haven't been even really that scared you know it's a, it's a but rel- do you all
1: sit around watching horror movies a lot uh
2: no it's normally uh you know jackass clips and South Park episodes. Oh for fuck's sake, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, just the dumbest house in the world. <laughs> but we do like watching uh, movies together you know it's fun you know drink a little whiskey or whatever and watch the movie, uh, and then um, I wish ignorance could like fuel.
1: Like machines, because we could just siphon ignorance out of that house and like put it into our gas tanks and we could power all the world's automobiles. <laughs> Stupid house.
2: Um, <laughs> the, uh...
1: Take a look at this. This is Jackass 3. Oh, I seen it. I know, but come seen it again. It's on my phone. Kids, put the couch out on the front porch. I'm going to watch the neighborhood tonight. Kingpins on, kids. Put my videotape in. I got a big old bucket of Jack Daniels I'm going to drink out here. Have me move the couch out onto the porch. <laughs> Fucking stupid house. <laughs> oh boy. So you're watching us. Yes, and then not uh, this is us, right? Not this is us now. you're watching that, that'd be a very different reaction. <laughs> you guys are back to felching each other. All right, you kiss spread my butt cheeks now, Terrell. <laughs> I got a big old package of straws right there in the living room.
2: I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Tori. <laughs> Stepping all over your story. And then uh, one of the guys on the third floor, he's already seen the movie. Uh, he gets frustrated because it was scary. He's like, all right, I've seen this. I don't want to go through this again. I don't. Oh, so
1: he was so scared of it, <laughs> he, he said, wanted to get out of he there. He said,
2: I don't remember it being this scary. I'm going up. What <laughs> the hell is wrong with all you guys? Were you fucking, did you take hallucinogens or something? No.
1: Lucinogenics, I guess is what I want to say.
2: It, but... Uh, so then it's just it's two of us down there. And uh Oh, you know, this is when it's going down. And I'm rather you know, I'm pretty jumpy, but I'm I'm like, okay, I it's scary, but it's not the scariest thing I've ever seen. Sure. I'm doing okay. Uh um, guy next to me, he's holding his own also. But we're both like oh, this movie's kind like, of freaked out. Yeah, it's it because it is a little bit of a thriller, you don't know what's going on. Now is it that scary or is it that scary for you guys? Uh it's probably that scary for us, but there are a couple th- it, it is a good scary. What I like. It? Uh Maybe. Maybe? Maybe. Okay. Uh, I'm sitting here. And then, um, so we're watching, and then uh, it's a quiet part in the movie, to the left of us. We're, we're, so where we are is, yes. is basically the couch setup. He's over there. I'm right here. TV's in front of us. And then uh, to my, to our left is the rest of the living area. We okay. have like a, a couple windows facing the road. We got a table, kitchen island, all over there. Balling. And then-
1: <laughs> we fly so high you know this. You've Got a table and windows, brother. You're living right.
2: But and then um, and with this house, I think it's a, or the townhouse is. Uh, it was built relatively uh, recently. So generally, in the okay. 2000s, it was built. It, it Unless was,
1: it's not, if it's not on top of an Indian burial ground, it's less likely to be
2: haunted because it's a newer house. Yes. Uh, so we're like, okay, we haven't even been hearing really any creaks in the house, right? Mm. There's no, there's no shifting of the foundation. In my parents' house, it was all of that, uh, and you know, I was used to it. So sure. if I heard something, or the the big AC unit uh, down in the basement next to my bed was making noise, I'm like, okay, I know that's the sound. I'm gonna be okay. Uh, so, but I, we haven't heard any sounds in this house. And you're also not familiar with the house, so okay. even if there were sounds, you would not be familiar with them. Yes. So we're still getting acquainted, but we're like, oh man, we we've. We, there's been enough roughhousing in the house so far for, th- for, the, for us to, to learn the squeakiness of the floorboards and stuff, and then we hear. Oh, uh, so we're watching the movie. Is that how you describe sodomy in the
1: house? Roughhousing. <laughs> well, it's time for roughhousing. Nobody's got a date again.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a big Tupperware filled with lard in the refrigerator. If you'd like to pull that out, Terrence. Roughhousing 101 starts in the common area. At Seven o'clock.
2: I'm sorry, Tori. You were saying? So we're watching the movie, and we're like, okay, it's just us two, we hear a noise. Okay. A noise that we're like, did someone drop something? It sounded like a, a possible pen drop. It, it was it Maybe was... the pimp was in the crib, Ma. Was... <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do about that
1: one. Oh. You got to walk that one off? That
2: one I might have to walk off a little bit. You're, you're hitting. You're hitting. I fucking have smashing it over fucking, here. That one, I don't know what the... Well, you said you heard a drop. <laughs> Maybe it was hot. We, yeah, we heard this, this sound and it was, it's, it was an object that we, we, we you know, like that. Okay. Uh, it, you it, just it, dropped your pen yeah, on the I'm counter there. Was it I like know. when you were
1: trying to crush that bug the other day?
2: Pretty close, but right. it's like. Okay. That's what we heard. It wasn't the double bounce, but just a one, one bouncer. And we're like, what
1: the fuck was that? Okay. But you have roommates below you and above.
2: We have one below, but he, it's like 15 stairs below and he's, he's not making any noise and then we have one above and it but it's just us they're both in the rooms confirmed at that time okay and we're sitting there we both just turn our heads to the left like are one of the are are they here right are they they fucking with us so then pause the movie lights on we're like get the lights out huh lights were yeah lights were off Mm. also so so we get on the intercom system also say hey are one of you guys fucking with us right now? What was that noise? Well, if they're gonna, be, they're not gonna cop to it. You have an intercom system? Yeah. Wow, it's a pretty nice spot you found yourself. Well, you know, sometimes the the intercom hijinks aren't are that. Oh, I bet that's a problem. Yeah.
1: Poor's <laughs> upstairs not wearing a condom again.
2: <laughs> Who's gonna
1: drive him to the clinic this time? He's probably pregnant. <laughs> Do
2: you have an intercom in your room? Every room has it. Oh, system. see, that's not good. Because can you turn it off? Yeah. Oh, okay. As long as you can turn it off. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's nicer than yell, having to yell down all the Sure. Time. So it's actually been a pretty useful tool in the in the house. But um, yeah, so we hear this. We're on the intercom system. Who's fucking with us? What's the deal? Because we heard the sound and then we get up. We start. We, we go to the tables and we go. Yeah, you to, know how
1: embarrassing that is that they're like downstairs trying to sleep. They're like these two morons are upstairs scared of the movie and they think something's
2: in the house. We get that but it was so real that we're I'm I'm over there checking the stair creaks I'm I'm messing with the spindles I'm feeling the table seeing how did this ho- sound happen it, it what did it sound like you're not doing a good job of describing it it sounded like a pen dropping it sounded like oh, something, something falling and hitting the floor fuck's sake if you're
1: watching friends you would not have been in a fucking fervor like this even if you heard the exact same sound
2: can you at least acknowledge that i'd say my sense my senses which are normally you know, mediocre to dull. Yeah, dull. Uh, I'm, probably. I'm normally I'm shading normally just, towards dull. I'm normally just walking around in, in you know, in nowhere. In land. a fog, right? I, but I'm watching this movie. I'm a little more heightened. I'm, okay. I'm on edge. Uh, you You're know, I'm, saying it's making your senses more in tune to the world around you. I would say so. Yes. All right. And then, um so we're like, yeah. If I was watching Friends, they'd probably be like, eh, whatever. But at this point. You would think it was Marcel.
1: Marcel! (laughs) God, that is... Ross eventually got to be one of my favorite characters. For those first couple of seasons, he is fucking unbearable. He was my favorite. He's such a fucking chotch in the first few seasons. I know. Now, when he gets the spray tan on (laughs) the same side twice, that's very funny. That's very funny to you. Marcel, in a New York minute! What
2: an embarrassment that episode is.
1: I'm sorry, you were saying, Tor. Your house
2: is on it? Yeah, so we're like, okay... there is probably some paranoia in there. I will. I will cop to that because it was a scary movie. But we heard this noise, and we get Buddy on the third floor down here and start interrogating him, asking if he if he threw Buddy something down on the, the third. Well, what the fuck? Oh, so you thought he was lobbing shit down the stairs? It was just, but it was one thing. So Did I, you find the thing that fell? No. Hmm. And it didn't sound like a creak either. It didn't sound like a floorboard. It didn't sound like a window. Something hit the window or anything. It it was something in the house made a sound. Hmm. So it wasn't the windows,
1: no, and it wasn't the walls. Did you have yeah. sweat run down your balls? Saw so that one. There
2: Get Dave jousts up the middle. Pete Alonzo, 450. fifty. It is going right <laughs> over that fucking ivory covered <laughs> wall.
1: Um. So what? You, what? That's it. There's nothing else. It's just a pen dropped, and you fuck. Literally a pen drop. You heard a pin drop.
2: It. It was just. It was a sound. And I was shoot scared. For did, you, did you? But you get shoot scared when I walk off the elevator. That's different. When Ant
1: Man comes up the stairs, you get shoot
2: scared. When Joe comes around the corner with burritos, you get shoot scared. and Throw yourself on the floor. I can be a jumpy person. I would consider myself so. I'm not a. I'm not a Kobe. Not going to flinch. I'm at Matt Barnes. You know, that's pretty bar. impressive. But the, but I I will give a, give a flinch. It, it, I've
1: always been impressed by that, just because protecting your eyesight is such a natural instinct that it almost makes me feel like he was a psychopath. Yeah. Like how the fuck would you not at least. You know, blink. He doesn't even blink when he does the fake fucking. Maybe he's just that. Maybe he's played so many games of like pickup ball, though. That's happened so many
2: times that you just don't even fucking worry about it anymore. Yeah, you just know that he's not going to throw the. Ball. Yeah, I guess that's a, a comment. It's such a great video, though. Um, so, what was the was the resolution? Like, what did you do? No resolution. Went upstairs. I actually said, I actually got more whiskey out. Said, I'm not dying sober tonight. Okay. It, you had a bunch of whiskey that night. You got the way. drunk. The Texas whiskey. Uh, it actually. Um, the guy I was watching the movie with, he yes. said that the the Texas whiskey uh, surpassed Woodford for him. What? Yeah. Wow. It's pretty fruity that Texas whiskey. Yeah. Did they uh, Did they even say thank you? Yeah, they were uh, they were appreciative. Oh, they said that's they said my pleasure. They said it was very cool. like they're like damn that's cool that, that he did that that I gave you guys a
1: bunch of wh- well <laughs> yeah. we have a lot of whiskey up here and like uh, people have been nice to bring whiskey so yeah I gave tour uh, well, there was one I think there was one real nice bottle and just a couple of regular bottles yeah I'm it was a Jefferson's
2: that. Ocean and then a, that's it, pretty good I'm like. Oh, you don't uh, give me that. <laughs> that's like a $100 bottle right there.
1: Yeah. Did you guys drink some of that?
2: Uh, I actually No, I did not. I'm please, d- that. please don't
1: mix that with anything. No, I don't not, give a fuck what
2: you do with the other stuff. Don't mix that. No, I'm not, not, not planning on mixing that. Okay, all right. We didn't even mix the, the Texas stuff, but it was, it was... You don't need to. That shit tastes like a goddamn cocktail. It, it was very good. I forgot who sent me
1: that. I think it has my name on it, actually, that bottle. Does if it you really? take a look at it. Yeah, it's got like a boot leather. Like If you read, it's called TX is the name of it. If you mm-hmm. read like what they do on that, there's... um. The metal band on the bottle they made out of, like, uh, spurs or yeah. something. Like, it's a whole bunch of cowboy shit. It was, so very, cool. It was very cool. I think it, it, it did okay in the bourbons of the round table. Did we drink that in the fucking crazy one? The, think, the, the cursed hoot? I think we did. Well, that's a piece of show history right there. So what happened? You just you got drunk and went to bed? You were going to do that anyway? <laughs> Doesn't sound all that fucking scary around your house. But then we start coming up with a defense plan
2: for the house. So How like, are you going to defend against a specter? Because I assume you think it's a ghost, right? I we it, we were watch, we, it wasn't a ghost movie that we were watching. Okay, was, so you think it's like movie. a
1: weird clone neighbor movie? Isn't that what that shit's about? Yes. So, like, you think there's? A, is it a, oh God, I don't even want to know the answer to this question. Does anyone have a gun in the house? Yes. Oh, see, that's you're way too jittery and if you're getting this fucking
2: scared and someone has a firearm i'm very nervous very very nervous about the rest of you guys but that was not even part of the plan of, of the defense plan we were going all bladed weapons because we didn't okay. want because we didn't want to get caught caught in the crossfire, in the crossfire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's because we're like okay we're all going to get by this staircase we're on the third floor staircase sword uh uh sword sword Hatchet. You're are
1: you talking about just people in the third floor, so everyone else is dead. You guys are just talking about how you're going to fucking defend yourself. Yes, it's
2: us three we've already come to grips with on the basement he's gone
1: well you know the problem isn't uh the defense the problem is detection like how are you gonna know to wake up before the things because what they say about owning a pistol is you never want to just leave your pistol by your on your bedside table because you're going to be asleep and if someone breaks into your house they're just going to walk up and grab your pistol and kill you with it right so if you're sitting there not knowing that the things are coming after you and you got all your swords they're just going to murder you with your own swords you need to put like some traps up Mm. maybe a can some cans tied to a string, you know, some early detection type shit. Well, we we,
2: we thought that if they're going to, we, we would have the high ground here. But this is your
1: top- conscious and
2: awake and alert and standing, and they're going to slowly be walking up the stairs. Even if I mean, they- that's some fan fiction right there. I know, but even if they're running, I mean, we could, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I should throw shoe, my shoes at them. Those are about 10 pounds apiece.
1: They're humongous. And there is a picture on the Instagram of him holding up one of your fucking
2: moccasins, and I always forget how gigantic they are. <laughs> So those could be, I guess, uh, uh, weapons of, of a sort. I wait, I don't have any, like, bats or anything in my room. I got swords.
1: I know that, but you're not answering the question. How are you going to wake up to know to defend yourself? i I
2: probably hearing a scream. Because uh, we, we're hoping that they get... The guy in the basement so first.
1: basically your whole plan is they're murdering him so ineffectively that he has time to scream and yell and holler and wake you up yes <clears throat> what if they just let his th- slit his throat which i'm ha- guessing
2: happened to that movie you're watching uh i'm really hoping then that when they get somebody on the third floor that one of them gets a chance to scream right okay so basically the slaughter
1: of your friends is the only way that you're going to live
2: yeah because i, I do have a uh, there's a there's a little deck patio area on the fourth floor also but it's 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 too high you up. Live I live in a fucking palace. I can't you jump, live in Abu Dhabi. I, I can't jump off of there. Yeah. No, 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 uh, no
1: not uh, off the fourth floor. So mostly you weigh seven hundred pounds. You'd crush oh your fucking hips God. and legs. Like you know, if you're a little one hundred thirty pound person, you might live. But right. You ain't gonna fucking make it out of there. Did your buddy that you were making the plans with realize that you, the second you, your plan was based on your other friends dying that you were untrustworthy to
2: make a plan with? Because you would definitely sell him out, too, if it meant you fucking getting away. I mean, he was all in. I didn't tell them about the third floor guys going down. I was strictly on. For We were all on board with bottom floor. You don't like that floor. guy very much. Oh, we like him a lot. But, but he's got to go. In this instance... You know he's on he, he's in that room. What but are if we they're
1: supernatural, do? why do they need to come up through the bottom floor? Is
2: what I'm saying. Look, I'm just talking. To, I, I would like to know the details of the execution
1: of this plan because it sounds like you didn't think it through all that well. Well, you probably you're
2: you're you're not off there. Right.
1: <laughs> Here's the first thing I would start. Uh, I would take uh, baby powder. Okay. Right. I have that. And I would shake it all over all of the floors and all of the uh, stairs. And when you wake up in the morning, you can see if anything is left footprints. That way you know the things are already in the house. That's how they did it in Paranormal Activity. They knew there was a fucking goat demon thing because Mm -hmm. it was leaving like hoof prints in the fucking baby powder, which is terrifying. But look, you're a moron clearly and your friends are stupid. (laughs) But like what I can relate to is when my wife and I were living in an apartment together and we saw that first Paranormal Activity and it's a couple with no kids. Uh, We didn't have a dog at the time, I don't think, Um, just sitting there. It scared the fucking piss out of me. It scared because it was our exact living situation right. that was going on, so I could see that being a little eerie. The fact that your big, you know, burden of proof is that somebody dropped a fucking big pen upstairs while they were writing down, you know, a note for themselves while they went to bed. To me, that's that's not compelling
2: evidence. I, 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 it's it's difficult for me to sell it to you because you were not there and um, it was just. I understand. Oh, oh, also, and this is just a freaky coincidence but in the movie I'm not buying into it but it's a coincidence that was absolutely inexplainable uh but it's not like I'm buying into like this was the movie scaring us and haunting us you know right it's I, I'm not buying in the TV is haunted they're they're doing this but when this happened uh it was 11 11 and then within the within the movie 1111 is one of the little themes uh letting you know it's it's a it, it, it's it's in the movie, it's the only really number thing in the movie. So there's a guy holding up a sign that says eleven eleven. It's a, I think it's a, a Bible, uh, a, a number a, thing, as uh, you <laughs> called it. Austin eleven eleven
1: <laughs> says I just really poorly described what was going on in the movie.
2: Yes, it, it was a, a Bible passage eleven eleven. So we're like, what the
1: fuck? Or okay. the two numbers again? You haven't mentioned
2: it at all. Was it meat and beans? When the noise happened it was that time yeah
1: but dude don't you think you're not familiar with the house it could be a sound the house makes I, dude I, I had this here's where i could relate I, I bought this um air conditioning unit for our bedroom mm-hmm. because the, i'm tired of paying all night to air condition an entire home and i'm like we're just gonna air condition the bedroom right and it's because it's a different airflow it causes different noises in the room so it, it, there's we have these two fucking sliding closet doors that's, that when this fucking air conditioner comes on it sounds like they're being opened So I was trying to take one day I got home from here and it was one of it was a late night. So I'm gonna catch a nap before my wife gets home and I turn the air conditioner on and right as I'm about to fall asleep, it sounds like the closet door opens up and I sit straight up in fucking bed and I look over and there's nothing there. And I was as scared as I've probably ever been in my life. I'm 42 years old. So like I get what you're talking about, but I think it's fucking ridiculous that you're in here trying to say that because in this movie that you randomly started playing that
2: you actually were infiltrated by a specter at 1111. Big Shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well.
1: Tremendous week, tremendous week of shows chad duke show if you want more why wouldn't you um somebody broke it down i think it was matthew burke he said it's 35 cents an hour for all the fucking content that we give you uh throughout the month so uh you get the whole back catalog you sign up now uh we only we go month to month so it's not like you have to fucking uh you can cancel whenever you want you don't have to sign up for a year just go to chaddukeshow.com uh you can get a subscription right there We've got, uh, what else? Oh, Tor, we've got the YouTube channel now. There's a bunch of free stuff up there. We're giving you a sample of uh, kind of what we do around here, some funny segments and a lot of video. You go to uh, Chad Duke Show on YouTube as well. And then, of course, uh, the Facebooks. It's uh, at Chad Duke Show. You can watch your live streaming content there and see what's going on with the show. we got the big event coming up at Flying Ace Farm on October 9th. Very excited for that. I got a couple of interesting tweets I wanted to run past you, Tor, because both of them concern you. Uh, uh, one is... Um, This comes from JW and he said, I thought the whole tour scooter thing was a bit Dukes uh, until I was at Tyson's corner today and I swear to God, I thought I saw tour scooting through the area. Sorry for gawking, but I was listening to the show and it was a bit surreal. Not every day you see a Sasquatch on a razor scooter in the wild. Of course, here's a tour arriving at the scene right here. What were you looking at? shit to do hey thanks for listening jw but dukes is waiting at the studio i gotta get going here buddy (laughs) were you scooting it up in uh on 495 over there by tyson's today
2: i i was not but i would like to i oh man i I didn't know there were others like me
1: (laughs) some gigantic minotaur of a human being like you just razor scootering around the beltway that would just be absolutely tremendous (laughs) i love that idea you don't have the Razor scooter nearly as far now, right? Now that you've relocated. Right. It's very good. a little quicker. Uh, this one also, this one comes from uh, Remulac, which is a, uh, tremendous, um, a, a tremendous goddamn person. Uh, he's been <laughs> listening to everything that I've done. I don't. You know what? I don't know if he's a tremendous person. He could be a creep. He's a good listener, and he tweets the show, so I like him. He said, this week's sets of the Chad Duke show episodes are the perfect reason to love talk radio. It started with Tor loving life and having a great experience full of joy and then diving immediately into fear and despair. (laughs) Fucking awesome. (laughs) That is exactly how it went, isn't it?
2: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) He was so
1: happy. For those of you that don't know, Tor was fucking without a rubber this weekend, so uh, he came in here and thought we were all going to high-five him, and because I'm an adult, I was like, well, he's like, no, Duke, she promised to take plan B. I'm like, all right, awesome. Go back and listen to Monday's show. That is exactly how it went. Like You were full of life and piss and vinegar and revamped, and you had yourself a new house to stay in with your boys. You got a car. You got a cell phone. You're banging chicks. And I was like, well, you probably have herpes and a child on the way. <laughs> oh, God. Does Datto know yet? Have you told Dad about it? No. His? Oh, okay. Is he going to find out? No. Does he know that you're an active person? I I would... I, we don't talk about that. You don't talk at all
2: about it? No. We stay very surface level with all of our interactions.
1: I'm show you some of the texts my dad sends me. Jesus fucking Christ. I'd switch spots with you in one second. <laughs>
2: we do not operate on that wavelength. I, I know people who do. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. It doesn't, that's, that's, we just don't My dad like sends
1: that. me twerking gifts probably seven times a week, and he always says the same thing. What do you think, son? Should I chance it? And I'm like, well, what do you mean, dad? You're going to go find her? You're going to find that woman? What do you think, son? Should I give it a shot? Like, all right, dad, go for it. Let me know how it goes. Make her call you Dukes. You pop your old lady, make her call you Jay. Snooshy-booshies. All right, very good.
2: Should I chance it?
1: Dude. Hold on, I just want to make sure you know. I want you to tell the listening audience. I'm going to show you right now. My dad texted me, right there. He texted me this morning. Could I? Ha- that's and it's not even a good gif. It's like it's like a Destiny's Child video. <laughs> it's like the bills video. Can you pay my bills? And then he texted, "What do you think, son? Could I handle it?" Like I don't know, Dad. You're 75. You have diabetes. I don't know. You probably could handle it. You're in
2: fucking mess. This is, this is, it's just one word responses. Oh, you see how much just, text I'm oh, sending? That's,
1: that looks like me and you texting. It's just
2: one word, one word. Cool. Okay. Oh, cool, that's cool.
1: so sad. You know, that's what <laughs> our texts look like though, right? I text smooth. you a bunch of stuff about the show and you're like, yep. Okay. Let's see sure. Here. I got to talk to your dad. <laughs> I need you to be that open and honest with me. <laughs> fucking, maybe we can work out some sort of fucking, you know, sharecropping situation. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, tremendous week of shows. Good job by you, uh, Gigantorn. Uh Thank you to everybody that checked them out. And uh, if you like the show, get a little bit more bang for your buck. Just go to ChadDukeShow.com and go ahead and subscribe. And hopefully some of you guys... What's the fucking
0: lotion in the basket!
1: That was really loud. Maybe you should balance some of these out a little bit. God. Fucking... Well, it's they're all the different. Of me. They're all different fucking levels, and you put them in here. I was
2: expecting the big, the rev, and then I heard the most despicable movie character. <laughs> what the <laughs> fucking lotion it, in the bed? It's not the first time that's happened. It's made me jump. It's, just, it's based uh, on who? Who do you think that's based on?
1: It rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. Or else it jumps upon the bed and pulls its skirt over its head with the DMX tattoo. <laughs> would you? I would. We gotta follow up with that guy that owns the, uh... The house, the sound of the lamb's house. We got to go up there and do a show at some point. Is this what you thought was coming? That's exactly what, <laughs> I, Is that what you thought was coming. Tor legitimately jumped straight up in the air and threw his headphones off. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> Scary. It was. Uh, Sword Show, Friday night, Facebook.com slash Chad Show, 7 p.m. Eastern, if you'd like to check it out live. Uh, if not, go to subscribe on Chad uh, Duke Show.com. We'll, uh, maybe we'll put it up there. We're thinking about it. All right. Thank you so much for the support, guys. Have a beautiful weekend. I'll be at Commonwealth Dry Goods on Saturday working. If you'd like to stop on by Old Town Fairfax, we'll talk. It's a great fall, autumn pumpkin shit there. Got a 12-foot skeleton. Come on by. we got fun stuff. Uh, that'll be 12 to 5 on Saturday. The good Lord is woolen and the creeks don't rise. We'll see you tonight for the Sword Show and, of course, Monday. Brand new episode of the Chad Duke Show on ChadDukeShow.com.
2: Roll out the trash cans. I'm